1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards. News broke, Doc Rivers and the Los Angeles Clippers have mutually parted ways. Discussions around the head coach out of Los Angeles and where he could go next and also some other rumors around the NBA. All that and more right here on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, and welcome to another edition of Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington. Happy to have you here as we have some great topics to get into today. Starting with the news that head coach Doc Rivers is out of L.A. Wow, you know what? Initial reaction, I was kind of surprised, to be honest. I felt as though Doc Rivers had maybe one more year. Now, I know that this is not the first time or the second time, that Doc Rivers has lost after being up 3-1 in the playoffs. So that in itself, definitely something the Clippers were ready to move on from. But overall, I think for me, the toughest part was looking at the Clippers and having this one year with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George that they really never fully had a chance to get going, especially around COVID pausing things. They never had a chance to see their starting five on the floor together. And it showed in the playoffs. The Clippers definitely struggled, did not have that cohesiveness And Doc Rivers spoke about that in a press conference uh, after their loss to the Nuggets when the Nuggets won game seven, was talking about how this is a group that never had a chance to gel and the cohesion wasn't there and that it will get there in the future in time. But after seven seasons in LA, Doc Rivers is out. His time is up. So that cohesion might get better next year, but it would not be with Doc Rivers as head coach. Now, I do also feel as though the Clippers specifically, it was on the players. As much as the coach definitely always takes a lot of the blame for not having the team ready to go, not having that cohesion, not having them play better, not being able to win and close out a series when you're up 3-1 with a chance to head to the conference finals. That is definitely on the coach, but I don't put it all on Doc. I think he's just a scapegoat in this situation because when you look at what the Clippers did in that series against the Nuggets specifically, Paul George, where were you? Have no idea what happened to Paul George. We saw a playoff P, which is not a good thing. He underperformed. He was inconsistent. He disappeared. Kawhi Leonard, supposed to be the leader of the team, and Kawhi Leonard wasn't – he wasn't leading. In clutch moments down the stretch when the team needed someone to do like we saw Udonis Hazm doing for the Miami Heat in their huddle and what Andre Iguodala was doing for the Heat on the floor and what someone like LeBron – has been doing, and even Ray John Rondo has been doing for the Lakers. The leaders, the veterans, especially someone that has a championship under their belt that's been in these situations before, has to be the voice you hear in these moments down the stretch when the team looks like they're hitting a wall. And the Clippers hit a wall three games in a row. And it's unacceptable that your leader, your all-star, your superstar, Kawhi Leonard, I, I don't care that he's quiet. You're the, you're the leader of the team. You're the number one option on this team. You've won a championship before. You have to be the voice that is heard. We should have seen him getting the, his team going. He should have been the one that was vocally, come on, guys, let's go, hyping them up, getting them into it to close out that series. And then you look at players like Lou Williams and his foolishness with the wings and Montrezl Harrell, I know he was dealing with the passing of his grandma, but once he were turned back to the bubble, I felt like he at times was playing very, uh, just going to the motions, kind of playing lazy. You know, I just think the Clippers underperformed as a whole. And it wasn't just about what Doc Rivers did or did not do. You're in the playoffs. If you need your coach to motivate you in the playoffs, you don't belong there. Let's be honest. At this point, what's your excuse? What, is the, what are you saving it for? What is you think? I mean, for the Clippers, and we've talked about this here on Locked On Wizards before, I did also feel like they felt that bit of entitlement as if coming in because so many people predicted them to be the team that could knock off the Lakers, they were built to be able to beat the Lakers and be able to to have the chance to win the NBA championship. But it does not matter if you do not show up. You might be the better team on paper like they were against the Nuggets, but they did not show up those last three games, got outplayed, and were sent home. And it's a valuable lesson to learn that you have to earn it if nothing is given to you but I'm still not fully convinced that Doc is fully to blame for this. But I think in this decision, there's more to it. First of all, I think a big part of it is the fact that the Clippers, as we talked about, this is not their first time blowing a 3-1 series. The Clippers specifically blew a 3-1 series lead in 2015. And then Doc, when he was coaching the Orlando Magic, blew a 3-1 series in 2003. Now, for his history, that, that's not good. That's not good at all. You have to be – to be an elite coach, you have to be able to close out a series when you're up 3-1. Maybe one time, you know, the Warriors blew a 3-1 series. I don't know that that fully takes a, a, a chip out of Steve Kerr's hat, being that LeBron James brought Cleveland back from being down 3-1 to the Golden State Warriors in 2016. So maybe one time you can justify. Two times, eh three times? No, absolutely not. And especially with this team. I think this is what hurts the most. The Clippers had championship potential and lost after being down 3-1 and didn't blow a 3-1 series lead in the finals or even the conference finals. They didn't even get to the conference finals. And they definitely underperformed. And you have to look at who is responsible for that. The coach is usually the first to blame. So I do think that Doc Rivers was wrong in this. I think that without a doubt, there was a need for change. I just felt like it was maybe like Paul George, Lou Williams. Some of the players were the first to go. Or to give the Clippers another year to have a chance to to see if this team can come together. But I think it was kind of like they tried too hard. It was too many strong personalities, or maybe not strong personalities enough, I should say. Too much focus on just building this super team. But they never – they didn't have a team that made sense that could – come together and be a championship team. And we all know championships are not built off of just talent alone. You have to have that cohesiveness. You have to have that um, unselfishness that you're going to root for your teammates and cheer for them. I mean, they didn't have the energy on the bench. They didn't have the, the intensity there. It was just too much inconsistency. Consistency. Players like Patrick Beverly, Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams, who are supposed to be that strong supporting cast, I didn't feel as though they stepped up in their roles either. So I don't think this is the first, excuse me, I don't think this is the last move we see from the Clippers, but I'm interested to know where you guys think Doc Rivers goes next. So coming up here on Locked on Wizards, we're going to get into the future for Doc Rivers in the NBA and some speculation around which team makes most sense for Dak. This episode of Locked on Wizards is brought to you by RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And you can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they have everything, guys. Everything from edging control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, or maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can get all the parts you need. With a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. I don't know what gets much better than that. Delivered to your door, sign me up. Well, the rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the best brands and prices you prefer. So best of all, prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? I don't think it makes sense. I'm a bargain shopper. I'm all for saving. You should be too. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we here at Locked On Wizard sent you. Again, it's amazingly low prices, a great selection, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Go check it out. Who else gets annoyed every day, come lunch or dinner time, wondering what am I going to eat? You don't feel like cooking, you've got a million emails to read, you've been busy with work and swamped, and you have so much going on and your stomach's growling and you don't know what to eat. Well let DoorDash take care of your next meal if you want. Chinese food, pizza, froyo, anything you have taste for, you can order it through DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. And there are thousands that are open for delivery on DoorDash that you can now call, order, and now let them do the work for you. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. You've counted on them, and now they're counting on you. So while their dining rooms may be closed, and maybe you don't really feel comfortable going out to get food, or you just don't feel like getting off your couch and changing out of your pajamas, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. So DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now. Right to your door. Ordering's easy. Just open up the app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely right outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop off setting. So, with over 300,000 partners in the US, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go tos. Anything from restaurants, Chipotle, Wendy's, Cheesecake Factory, you name it, they're on DoorDash delivering contactless to your front door. So call right now and anyone that's listening can get $5 off zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. So don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Renee Washington here, host of Locked on Wizards. We have been discussing the news. Head coach Doc Rivers is no longer head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. Where will he go next? Hmm. Doc Rivers is someone that his name carries a lot. All the success that he's had over the years, despite being knocked out of three series where he was up 3-1, he still is a great coach. And there are some that may not feel that same way. And may feel that Doc is a little overrated, and I definitely know some people that feel like that. I think that Doc is is a an average coach. He had a 356 winning record, 208 losses overall, as the organization was knocked out in the Western Conference second round. But there are some teams that I think that Doc really makes a good fit for, and it really makes sense. And the first that I will bring up is the Philadelphia 76ers. And I think that that move actually might make the most sense for him. I know that reports did come out that Doc Rivers had already been notified by the Sixers and the New Orleans Pelicans, both who reached out to him, showed interest. Both teams actually make sense. I think that Doc needs to be somewhere with a group of players he can coach. The Clippers, to me... Too many clashes, too many personality issues there. I felt like looking at where Doc has been most successful, 2008 championship team with the Boston Celtics having the big three and Ray Allen, Paul, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, you had a bought-in team. You know, the issues he had with the Clippers back when it was Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, um, his own son, you know, I think that that group there – just had a lot of young personalities they weren't fully bought in he needs to be able to coach a team where he can get everybody on the same page he can lead them he he too many times with the Clippers to me was like urging them like come on let's go play let's play you gotta play you gotta want it again in the playoffs you should not have to urge your team to want to win to want to score and I just think he needs a a team that's going to be more excited to be willing to listen to him if that makes sense guys that want to be coached guys that want to win championships guys that are bought in that are team first players and I hate to say that the Clippers are not but I just was not fully sold on them and I said that before they even lost to the Nuggets I've been saying that all season so I think for the Sixers with the pieces they have in specifically Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid they need a new leadership that's going to come in and hold them more accountable. A coach that's going to force them to play together, that's going to force them to develop their game, to work on strengthening their weaknesses, to work on being a better team. You have so many talented pieces in, in Philadelphia with Al Horford, Shake Milton, Josh Richardson that are supporting Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Uh, you, there's no reason Tobias Harris. There's no reason the Sixers should not be able to be a better team in the Eastern Conference. So I think this is a great opportunity for Doc to get back to the Eastern Conference and have a chance to lead a team that desperately is looking to get over the hump. I think the Pelicans are a little bit different with having a very young Zion Williamson who's going to be coming into his second season next year after having an injury bit in rookie year. You know, they do have a lot of youth in Brandon Ingram and uh, Lonzo Ball and – Josh Hart, a lot of young players, and then Drew Holiday, who's a veteran for them. But I think the Sixers actually are already more primed, if that makes sense. They have more veteran players as their leaders. Then you have some youth in Shake Milton and Matisse Teibel, whereas the Pelicans, to me, are are a little farther behind, of course, being that they're in the Western Conference and itself puts them farther behind. But they're going to need to take some more time to develop as a team, to take their lumps Similar to what we saw from the Nuggets this year, and, and last year, I should say, more last year than this year, where the Nuggets were a young team that we were seeing, oh, they've got potential last year. Getting knocked out of the playoffs, coming back this year, you saw the, the progression, the growth, and how much it helped pay off as they made it to the Western Conference Finals. Not saying the Pelicans are getting to the Western Conference Finals anytime soon. I think they're a few years out of being a true playoff contender, of um, being a top team in the playoffs, I should say because they are in a top-loaded Western Conference. So I think for Doc Rivers to want to move to a team that's going to be in high playoff contention, and when I mean high, I mean fighting for a top-four seed, fighting for a top spot in the conference, the Sixers make most sense. The Rockets are still looking for a coach. The Pelicans, the Pacers, as mentioned, the Sixers. So across the league, I think the Doc Rivers is going to end up somewhere. You know, in this coaching carousel, I know we discussed it earlier on Locked on Wizards last week. There is definitely a pool – there is definitely a good pool of coaches that are looking to move into a head coaching position. Doc Rivers, to me, I don't think he's done yet. I think we see him find a new team. I know there is a number, a number of names that have come up around these same job openings. Jeff Van Gundy's name actually keeps getting brought up. Uh, Ty Lue, even um, – we saw Jason Kidman get brought up, Sam Cassell. I mean, the, the rumors are floating around because there are a lot of ambitious assistant coaches that are looking to make that next step to a head coaching spot. There are some women and like someone like Becky Hammond. But I do think Doc Rivers, out of all the coaches in, in the pool of candidates, is someone that I, without a doubt, think is going to end up in, in a new spot. And I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. With the way that the news broke, if there's already something in the works, because I said this, I've said this from the moment I heard it, I was surprised that the, it took so long for them to mutually part ways with Doc. And for him to not be fired, for it to not happen immediately, a lot of the coaching changes that we saw, Nate McMillan, Alvin Gentry, even Mike D'Antoni, uh, a lot of the coaches, Brett Brown, the coaching changes we saw across the league happened within like 24 hours of the team From the time they got knocked out of the bubble to the time they land back in their respective cities. Within like 24 hours, the coach was out. And for it to take so long for Doc to be mutually parting ways with the Clippers organization, to me, it's shady. There's something more going on behind the scenes we don't know about. Whether it's Doc butting heads with someone, maybe there were some front office discussions that came up he didn't agree with. Maybe they're wanting to move in a direction he doesn't agree with. Um, It could be a player that maybe he's butting heads with because there's some strong personalities in LA. It could even be that Doc has another opportunity with another team that maybe has been expressing some interest. I don't know, but I would not be surprised if we see news breaking within the next week that Doc Rivers is going to be moving to another team, to be honest. I'm saying it here. Now, as of the time I'm recording this, the time this show runs, things could even change But I would not be surprised if within the next week, and and that fast, that we have a quick turnaround that Doc Rivers is announced as the head coach somewhere else. We'll see what happens. Billy Donovan was pretty quick to move from OKC to now being the new head coach of the Chicago Bulls. I think Doc's timeline is going to be even faster, and we'll see what happens. But there are more rumors going around the NBA because that's what we love to do best. Everyone likes to speculate hypothesize, make all these educated guesses like mine I just made. It's the fun of all this. So we've got to get into one rumor in particular that definitely stood out, and I want to get your take on it around a specific Wizards player and his future in the NBA. We'll get into that right here on Locked on Wizards.
3: No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? file with 100% accuracy, and get you your max refund, guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
2: Renee Washington here, host of Locked on Wizards, as we are talking around the excitement of the news across the NBA. Of course, more than just what's going on around the NBA championships as the finals tip off Wednesday night between the Lakers and the Heat, but also the news that broke around Doc River and the Los Angeles Clippers mutually agreeing to part ways. I love the politically correct statements and jargon that gets used there. So we'll see where Doc Rivers goes next. Well, another rumor about the future of someone in the NBA that always seems to come up, Bradley Beal. I don't even know if this is new at this point and something worth discussing, but I just thought it was interesting. This rumor definitely stood out to me. The rumor around Bradley Beal being named a perfect target for the Denver Nuggets and the potential of the Nuggets looking to bring in Beal this offseason to help take that impressive run they made to the Western Conference Finals to the next step to have Beal, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray to lead the Nuggets to be a team that is able to win the Western Conference. That is all great, fine and Danny for the Nuggets. How does that make any sense for the Wizards? And so in this one of many trade rumors around Bradley Beal, yes, it totally makes complete sense for the Nuggets. You have a chance to bring in another all-star caliber player, because Bradley Beal should be an all-star, who averaged, had one of the top points per game this past regular season with over 30 points per game. He's just 27 years old, still in his prime, great shooter from the field, ability to rebound, get assists. Um, he, he stretches your offense. To have him playing alongside Jamal Murray in the backcourt and then also have a Nikola Jokic that's a big three that that you definitely need to watch out for. And I think for the Nuggets, in looking at the pieces they were missing as they were knocked out of the Western Conference Finals by the Los Angeles Lakers, and even going down 3-1 in back-to-back series versus the Jazz and the Clippers, it can't all be on Jamal Murray and Jokic. And for as talented as this young team is, for as talented as players like Jeremy Grant, the the different pieces they have around Jokic and Murray – Bulbul, who's we're going to expect to see some growth from him next year, you are still missing a piece. And we saw the way it physically, literally was weighing on, and wearing on Murray and the Joker as they got into the Lakers series, having played back-to-back seven-game series. So to have those two who are still young have this playoff experience, players like Michael Porter Jr. as a, as a rookie who had – a tremendous amount of growth and saw some good minutes especially in playoff time all of this helps in the long run for a team so if you bring in a Bradley Beal now you are really priming yourself to be a team that is able to compete for championships at least western conference finals moving forward now the two nuggets that come to mind that definitely look like they're worth moving Jeremy Grant and Michael Porter Jr. That really showed their trade value in, in that sense and, and their um, worth to be someone that you can use in a deal to bring in a player like Bradley Beal. So I think that they have shown pieces of their youth and, the, and guys that you can move to bring in someone like Bradley Beal, but it goes back to my original question. Does this move make sense for the Wizards? For the Nuggets, there is no hesitation in my mind. It completely makes sense. For the Wizards, though... To bring in some young, talented players like Michael Porter Jr., Grant, in place of Bradley Beal, how does that make sense? Let's let's just speculate here because that's what we love to do. Let's just speculate that you bring those, maybe those two, you get a draft pick out of it, you move Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, who's only 27, we're not talking about a 32, 33-year-old player that's towards the end of their career. I think Bradley Beal is still in the prime of his career his the numbers he puts up, the fact that his injury is one that he should be able to come back at 110% from. I don't know that you're gonna get enough value and efficiency on the floor from those two players, even if you throw in a draft pick, that you would you would get for Beale. I think about the deal that moved Kemba Walker and Kyrie Irving. That deal made sense to me because you were moving all stars. You're moving players that are along the same caliber. Now I know Bradley Beale technically on t- on paper is not an all-star as of this past year as he was snubbed from not only the all-NBA team, but also the all-star team. But you have to move a player that's on his caliber. And I don't think Michael Porter Jr. and Jeremiah Grant, although they definitely had some great performances, specifically looking at Grant in game five against the Lakers as the Nuggets were knocked out of the Western Conference Finals, you know, that, that's something worth arguing for. But I still don't know that move, I'm not fully convinced. I still don't know that move makes complete sense. So that is one of many rumors, and we're going to continue to hear rumors around Bradley Beal this offseason. I know there's been rumors about him moving to the Pelicans, to the Lakers, to the the Warriors, excuse me. But the biggest thing is it has to make sense for the Wizards. In my opinion, at least, I would think if you're moving Bradley Beal, it's not to tank and start from scratch. It's to bring in a player that might be a new face, a new feel for the team, but can still bring in similar numbers. Or a couple of players that can bring in similar numbers. Now, I definitely think that Jeremiah Grant and Michael Porter Jr. are going to be tremendous players in the NBA. They're still so young. But right now where they are compared to right now where Bradley Beal is, it's going to take them a couple more years to be able to do what he's doing. So is it worth that? I don't know. I don't know. But there have been more rumors, and we'll continue to talk around those here on the show, um, specifically looking at Bradley Beal and John Wall because that continues to be the the conversation around the Wizards as we're preparing for the NBA draft. We're looking into who they should be drafting and also if any moves make sense to move current players on the Wizards roster to make room for someone else or to bring in someone new. So we'll get into all that and more here on Locked on Wizards as we prepare to start off the NBA Finals, Lakers, Heat matchup, preparing and talking around the NBA draft. We've got a lot of great topics to get into here on the show, so hit that subscribe button to keep up with all the news and updates here on the show. I'm your host, Renee Washington. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Let me know what you think about some of these moves. Doc Rivers to the Sixers, and I'm calling it that it'll happen in the next week, maybe two weeks, tops. They've been moving pretty fast with these coaching changes. And that Bradley Beal to the Nuggets makes sense, all the sense of the world for the Nuggets, and no sense for the Wizards. Let me know your thoughts at ReneePWash on Twitter and at LockedOnWizards on Twitter as we continue to work through the different rumors and topics and storylines around the league and more. Have a great rest of your day, everyone, and I'll see you back here for our Hump Day Wednesday Locked On Wizards edition. Washington out.